Hey there, thank you so much for listening to Something Super Spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck, and I am a psychic medium. If you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side, or discussion about spirituality, life after life, and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much, much more than we once believed. We don't die and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. Hey guys, this episode with Anne and Renata, a paranormal investigating duo out of Australia, is an absolute riot. We laughed through the entire thing. I'm I'm so grateful to have been able to nail them down for just the, the 50 minutes that I got them because these two are so busy. They have so many shows going on, classes, travels, investigations, and um, you're really going to enjoy this today. This was an absolute blast. Anne has been a paranormal investigator for 11 years, but an enthusiast all her life. She owns Australia's largest online paranormal equipment store called Oz Paratech. Anne and Renata also established the Frightfully Good School of Ghost Hunting with workshops, conferences. They have Anne and Renata Frightfully Good YouTube channel, which I'll have a link to that in the notes as well. Together, they produce the True Hauntings podcast, the Spooky Sundays radio show, True Hauntings companion series on YouTube, Ghost Hunters React, and Anne and Renata's Misadventures. I mean, listen to how busy they are. The multi-award-winning TV show, The Space Between, also features Anne, Renata, and Roman, Anne's husband, as paranormal investigators. Together with Renata, she has traveled the world seeking paranormal experiences at some of the most notorious haunted locations. Listen to this. Bran Castle, Romania. The Blackfriar Poltergeist in Pontefract, England. Ancient Ram Inn, England. Chillingham Castle, Jamaica Inn, Skirid Inn. Leap Castle, Ireland. Loftus Hall, Ireland. Birdcage Theater, USA. Stanley Hotel, USA, and many more. I mean, those are huge names. Those have been famously investigated on so many of the paranormal shows in the last 20 years. Anne's favorite thing to study is the Victorian age of spiritualism and particularly loves the art of the seance, being an adept table tipper herself. Anne hopes to bring less fear and more knowledge to those interested in the paranormal, spiritual, occult field, as many popular TV shows have created an unrealistic view of what the paranormal actually is. Last year, Anne won the Paranormal Investigator of the Year Award at the Paranormal Awards. This year, she's runner-up, and Anne and Renata have also won the Australian Ambassador Awards for the last two years. And True Hauntings won Best Paranormal Podcast this year. How awesome is this? And now a little bit about Renata. Renata began her interactions with the paranormal early on, experiencing strange phenomena which were always dismissed as symptoms of being a very sickly child. Her desire to know more would never leave her, and she absorbed everything that she could in her teen years. She took up reading the tarot in her late 20s 
and became a professional reader. She became interested in local ghost hunts after her children were grown up and she had spent many years in different jobs, as most people do. She took a leap of faith to follow her passions in 2009 and as part of a business she part owned, she started her own ghost tours in Newcastle, Australia. Newcastle Ghost Tours has been operating for 12 years, winning local small business and tourism awards along the way. Renata is a trained personal counselor, spiritual guidance coach, meditation instructor, hypnotherapist, Reiki master, photographer, blogger, and writer, having published a book of local ghost stories in 2006. She also assists in personal cases of hauntings. They both do a weekly USA show for the Spirit Realm Network called Frightfully Good Supernatural Stories. And finally, they do a Frightfully Good Tarot show where chaos and readings ensue. <laughs> Just wait. Chaos, chaos. Oh, hilarity. Hilarity ensues. Enjoy. Well, Anne and Renata, thank you so much for joining me on the Something Super Spiritual podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, we're so excited to be here. Oh, thank you so much for the invitation. I feel like we've been trying to talk to you forever. <laughs> we have been. Through all of these <laughs> technical glitches, uh, we uh, finally did it. Yeah, we've had a lot of rain in Australia, so I think a lot of it's got into our lines here and it's caused a few issues. Yeah. Right. I've been seeing that on the news. Yes. Yep. It's yes. either floods, fire, or drought here. Mm-hmm. And big, big bugs. <laughs> big bugs, snakes, killer jellyfish, <laughs> crocodiles, um, drop bears. You know, we've got it all here. Right. <laughs> but but it is a beautiful place to it come is. and visit. Totally. So please come. I absolutely will. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> it's on my bucket list. Um, so, Anne and Renata, uh, so where do we start? Where do we start? Like, I don't even know where to start. Where do we begin? <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, okay, let's start like at the beginning. Um, like, how did you two find yourselves and make your way into the paranormal world? Has it been a uh, lifelong thing, or is it a like a later in life thing? Well, when I was born, no, (laughs) I won't go that far back. Um, For me, it has been something that um, has literally followed me uh, forever. Um, As as far back as I can remember, I was one of those very um, uh, jittery children that would be scared uh, by anything and everything. Um, I used to see shadow people. I used to wake up in the middle of the night, very, very terrified and scared. I had to sleep with the nightlight on. um, And it was something, again, that intrigued me. So even though I didn't know the words or how to express this whole part of my life, I knew that there was something weird going on and um back in the days when you got information from a library yes that's how old i am uh i would go to with my class to the library and they would go all to one particular spot in the library and i would head to where all of the spooky stories were and the haunted stuff so it was me and my little area of books and i would sit and i would try and work out what in the hell was going on right Uh, 
And so only when I sort of really got into my teens and uh, started to explore a little bit more uh, did I kind of find that, uh, yeah, look, um, I'm seeing things or feeling things that a lot of other people aren't. And uh, my exploration went on from there. And um, I did things like going into tarot. So I've been reading tarot for 30 years. Um, I did a lot of personal study. Um, I went into uh, women's groups and uh, taught classes on different types of psychic development um, as I grew myself and um, got more uh, in tune with all of that. And it's it's sort of always has been part of my life. Um, mm-hmm. Anne and I got together about six or seven years ago mm-hmm. um, and uh, we clicked very much because we were on the same page with everything that we were wanting to do and in that same period of life where we could do the things that we wanted to do. Um, and so this is a profession for us. This is a business for us where yeah. a lot of people can't do that because we all know there is only a very limited amount of money that you can make in this field and it is nothing sustainable. Um, But we are lucky that we can put all of our um, effort and all of our uh, dreams and desires um, and everything that we still want to do into this right now. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be something that we do until, yeah, we're actually talking... um, to each other or to other people from the other side. Yeah, we'll be dead and we'll still be talking to each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I totally get that. So how about you, Anne? Um, look, I started having experiences when I was very young. I had uh, I used to go to my grandparents' house, which was on uh, Aboriginal land. Uh, originally it was Aboriginal land. And uh, I think what I was seeing was some sort of... Um, uh, spirit from the land and it, it used to be under the bed and it would shoot out through the window and I'd scream bloody murder and they'd all come racing in and um, it, like it would move the bed. I, I fully believe that this was a very real thing that was happening to me. And like Renata, I, when I went got to school eventually, I uh, needed to know more. I would find all the ghost story books I could find. Um, I would read up on it. The kids you know, in my classes when we got into high school, we'd be going, oh, let's go and do a seance under the stairs. And I'd be going, but but what if what if one of us can actually open a doorway and we don't know what we're doing? So I sort of had this um, sense of respect for it, even all the way back then. Of course, now if someone said they were holding a seance under the stairs, I'd be there in a flash. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that would be my happy place. Uh, so... Uh, I had some friends who had, were gifted and they took me along to some uh, spiritualist uh, type of workshops and things like that. And I started to learn more. And then this particular person took me along to a spirit rescue. And next minute I know I'm doing the rescue and I'm going, hang on. So he was channeling the spirit and I was talking to it. And I'm going, what is going on? And I've got a very logical mind. Uh, so I just kept learning more and more. Never thought I was particularly gifted. Um, and then I saw a TV show with gadgets. I went, oh, my God, you've got gadgets that can pick up on ghosts? I don't have to rely on these blasted psychics who are telling me all this stuff. And uh, I, I found my love for technology in the spirit realm, and um, now I have a business. I have Oz Paratech, which is Australia's largest online paranormal equipment store. Uh, so my expertise or my area of joy is uh, flashing lights and buzzing noises. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, I love all that. Apart from the Victorian sales era, I love that. But yeah, met up with Renata. I think it was actually seven or eight years ago now, and uh, yeah. she she offered to take me down the down to Sydney for a parapsychological workshop. And I didn't know it terribly well, but a little voice inside my head say, "Take take a step out of your comfort zone and go with her." And I did, and that's where it all blossomed. We we have we've just clicked. Yeah, so, well, you know, the, the piece de resistance was that I made um, sandwiches in the car on the you way did. down. You did, they were very tasty <laughs> sandwiches too. <laughs> so always always, if you want to make friends with someone, bring food. Yeah, yeah pretty clear. A- <laughs> but mind you, she did it in a very certain way. She had a little tea towel that she laid across my lap as I was driving. And I'm going, this woman's weird. <laughs> And they were egg sandwiches on fresh sourdough. Were delicious. <laughs> uh, my background is Polish, by the way, and anyone that's Polish would understand exactly what I'm saying. Sure. <laughs> and there was there was another thing we had uh, that was sort of similar is that Renata is Polish but married to a Polish husband and I'm married to a Polish husband, so we could both whinge together about our Polish husbands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Spirit rescue. What was the spirit rescue? You. What is the spirit rescue that you were doing? Okay, so uh, this was uh, a neighbor, a couple of doors down from my husband's parents' place, and they were having issues with uh, photos that would go flying off the wall and being smashed. Um, there was this smell. It was just a disgusting smell, and their house was on a cement slab. They'd had um, plumbers coming in trying to check out where the smell was coming from. Um, they were seeing shadows, and there was all this stuff going on. And uh, Roman knew that I'd gone and done this course with my friend at, at the spiritual centre, so he he got us to go over to the house and talk to them, and my friend Jay um, who was a medium, um, spoke to them and he said, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to channel the spirit and we'll find out what's going on. So I'm going, well, what do I need to do? Um, so he You've just done said, a course. Yeah. You'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a piece of paper, a certificate of participation. I don't know anything else. Um, so I, he said, just talk to them like you're going to meet them for the first time and ask questions. I'm like, oh, okay. So with that, he, he went into trance and he started yeah. to channel this entity. And it turned out it was a childhood friend of Barbara, who was the mother of the house there. And um, sure enough, she had had a, a childhood uh, make-believe friend uh, and he was concerned for her. There was something going on in her life that he was concerned about and he was back trying to protect her and look after her and he was um, sort of almost poltergeist activity. Uh So I just talked to them and I explained that he was upsetting the family um, as they were now and that she's got a good good support system around. Uh, I I just talked to them and uh, I sort of said, they they don't want you here because you're really frightening people. And with that, the spirit sort of stepped back and promised that they wouldn't... um, you know, upset the family anymore with these things. And um, I, I just talked from my gut instinct and was saying, look, you, you need to to go and continue on your journey. You don't need to hang around here because um, I don't know what it's like for you on the other side, but um, I'm sure there's more things you can be doing than hanging here. And um, I, I 
talked it across and said, you know, head off to the light. You might see some people there that you know. Um, they've, they've been waiting for you for a while. Just go with them. And sure enough, they they went off. And you could actually feel the whole room change and the, the temperature, temperature had plummeted and it had warmed back up again. And he came out of the trance and we all felt that it had gone. And sure enough, the smell dissipated over the next couple of days and they had no more issues. So that was my hook. Wow. Yeah. world. That's amazing. What a start, eh? I know, right? Yeah. I know. Did good. <laughs> totally. That's, that's amazing. Talk to me more about these experiences that you ladies have. There are paranormal shows everywhere now, right? And and for the last 20 years, they're just they they just keep multiplying. Are they yeah. are they how real are they? I mean, like when you do your investigations, when you're out there, are you experiencing what we're watching these people no. supposedly experiencing? Let, let me just say about the paranormal TV shows. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, no. Um, and the thing is that they, um, they're getting the clicks and they're getting the finance that's required for these shows to be on, and that's completely understandable. They're also raising the bar when it comes to the watchers who are demanding things to uh, get uh, more heavier and more dark and more exciting because the stuff that you would normally encounter um, isn't exciting enough to keep the viewers watching. If it's right. not demonic, they turn off. Yeah. And, right. and this this is the upsetting thing at the moment for people who are truly in this field and trying to do work because, uh, for an example, um, only a few days ago we were speaking to a lady who came to us um, and said that she had something in a home and we were trying to explain to her that there might be a number of different ways of viewing this, but she was she had her heart set on the fact that it was a demonic thing because a neighbour's friend had said so. And so I, I said to her, what experience does your neighbour's friend have? And she said, I don't know. I don't know. And I said, well, you should ask um, because that has now made your mind set on the fact that whatever we say is absolute rubbish because you need to get rid of this demon that is in your house. And so she's creating her own friction now and she's creating this, this, this sense of unease within the home. Um, and you know, whoever goes in either has to follow her protocol to say well, you're trying to get rid of a demon and nothing else or she doesn't really want to have you there and she doesn't want to see the um, other options that are available. And this is heartbreaking for us because we are not only taking care of the living people, we are taking care of those that have passed over as well. Yes. Those spirits are as important to us as the living people that are here. We yes. want everything to be calm and cool on both sides. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's just not happening because the TV shows aren't producing that type of experience because people kind of really won't watch that. Yeah, yeah. very interestingly, we just did a, a um, YouTube series with Isaac Butterfield. He's a comedian. And he asked for one of his subscribers to, if you've you know, got a haunted house, um, would 
could we come over and uh, investigate? And we we are his paranormal investigators. And uh, sure enough, he got a subscriber's house. We went over there and they put her in shadow so you couldn't see her face. And um, once again, she's going on, oh, I've caught all this stuff. I've got you know, demonic things happening in the house and I've got footage of doors closing and I've got spirit figures appearing in the end of the bed and I've got all the footage. And they actually allowed the way we did it to go up onto YouTube where it's more to do with um, the psychology of the mind and the person and their history and their grief process and their belief system. Um, And it was a lot of sitting down and talking, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, a lot of trying to explain through things and uh, trying to negate the fear and the the you know, that bias that had already been set in place. And that's like trying to crack through concrete. It's sure. really, really hard to do once you are terrified and scared. And once someone or two people or three people, because, you know, everyone on Facebook knows exactly what's going on. They're all experts. They're yes, all experts. yes. <laughs> when they say that there's something demonic, that's it. That word just sets you off on the course of no return. And for someone to come in and logically say, well, it could be A, B, C or D, people are going, what are you talking about? You know, this, this isn't what what's going on in a haunting. That's, that's not what happens that's on TV. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. So yep. we become really bad investigators because we don't always find a ghost or we don't always find a demon when we go out and do an investigation or do a, a haunted site. And so, therefore, we're bad <laughs> Oh wow! We don't we don't get something at the end of each show. We're not woke enough. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of those dark energies, demons, whatever. What is your opinion about all of that? I mean, do you have you encountered one in real life in a real setting? I came close to um, an energy that we really upset because we got too close to the truth with that particular energy in that particular spot. Um, And then I had to come in and settle things down. So I had to have a chat like Anne did um, with her spirit rescue and go, look, I'm going to make a promise that the secrets that we revealed, we will never say to anyone. Um, If you make a promise that you stop disturbing this particular place because it was a work place a work situation and these people have to go to work they have to um, allow the public into this space and um, let's make a pact here that uh, we both do what we're supposed to do um, and end a story and that's that's how I finish that off but I, I would say that that would have been the closest that I came to something that uh, was very, very angry and upset. And I have to say angry and upset, like yeah. a human emotion. Yeah, sure. It wasn't It wasn't something that was um, otherworldly in that it was um, some sort of ancient entity. Sure. Um, th- this was someone who had lived and now um, said that this was their home and I had we had upset them and they were angry to the point where they were making, um, you know, windows rattle and um, the energy shift in the, in the space. And I had to stand there and I had to take it and I had to show them that I was not going to move and I was not going to be scared and that I just, I needed to have this conversation to straighten things out. Wow. Yeah, what, what's your best one? Um, 
I've, I too have never come across anything uh, what I would refer to as demonic because I think if it was truly demonic, I would be sitting in a corner with my bowels loose everywhere. <laughs> Uh, I've I've come across negative negative energies. Um, my theory is that, and uh, you may need to bleep it. If you're a dickhead in life, you're going to be a dickhead in death. Oh, that's and true. Um, if if you had been told all your life that you're going to be judged for your sins and your behaviour uh, when you die, and you find yourself in the death process, and you're looking at that white light, you're going to go, "Hell no, I'm not going there because I know what I've done in my life. I'm just going to hang here." Mm. And then you suddenly realise that you can influence people. You can put pictures into their mind that uh, create fear or havoc and feed from that energy that the, the, the living human's putting off, um, I think that sort of soul would tend to stay around uh, and maybe cause mischief and put your darkest fears in your mind and sit back and go, <laughs> look at that, they think it's a demon. Oh, I like this. Um, so that that's my theory or that it's human emotion which is on the other side that you know they're, mm. they're angry about something or um sad about something the old unfinished business all that sort of stuff okay. uh but i mean i i have been scratched but it was actually quite funny um i know people be going how could you say being scratched is funny but we were at a old uh cemetery in uh, west walls end here in newcastle and i used to find the car park was far more terrifying than the actual cemetery this is the very early days of investigating when there's nowhere else to investigate other than cemeteries because uh, everyone else wants thousands of dollars for their location uh so i had gone back to the car to get something and it was very dark and I walked up there by myself and I had climbed into the back of my car with my butt hanging out um, and I've gone this would be the worst possible time for a ghost to come up behind me and attack me now and I'm going uh -oh. please don't scratch me please don't scratch me don't do anything while I'm doing this anyway nothing happened that I knew at the time but when I got home I was getting ready to get in my pajamas and I found a slice that was probably around um five inches long, um, very thin, sliced right across my butt cheek. And I had jeans on. I was belted jeans and there was no scratching or, you know, tear in my jeans or mm -hmm. where that could have happened. And I hadn't taken my jeans off while I was out there. So I have no explanation for how I got that slice across my butt apart from me going, please don't do anything, please don't do anything, and the ghosts have gone, <laughs> I'm going to do something. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's about all of mine. Mm. And we've been to some very, very haunted locations. So we've travelled around the world um, as much as we can and we've been trying to do as many different uh, paranormal experiences as we can. So we've been to Pontefract House in England. Um, we've been to Ancient Ram Inn. Ancient Ram Inn. Chillingham Castle. Chillingham Castle. Um, Lip Castle. Lip Castle or Lip Castle. Um, so we've we've been to a number of those places that are on the bucket list for paranormal investigators um, and investigations. And we've we've done a little bit of our own private time um, in those spaces, but we've also investigating. Uh, yes, investigating. <laughs> but we've also uh, attended public investigations in those places. And my goodness, don't you find out some interesting stories about those places when you dig deep? Mm. And that's where we find 
find that out about the True Hauntings podcast because when we do our True Hauntings, we dig down into the history and the phenomena to find out the truth of what's happening. And then we go and visit these locations, like the Skewered Inn the in Skewered Wales. Inn, oh, All the stories there. Oh, I <laughs> love then, this. Okay, so yeah. keep talking. What 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 with this? The Skewered Inn. This, the Skirret Inn is in Wales, and it's a very old um, halfway house, I guess. From or, about uh, the 1100s. So travellers uh, would stop at these inns or public houses to spend the night and have, have meals and then go on their journey. And the Skirret Inn is one of those beautiful places in Wales, and it is in the most beautiful part of the country, although all of Wales is beautiful. And uh, it's very, very haunted. It's got a big history. Plus, it was well known as a site for a particular judge to come and visit. Judge Jeffries. Judge Jeffries, the hanging judge, who would come and hold court in one of the rooms I think the bedroom I stayed in was the courtroom. And he would pass judgment on people uh, who had committed crimes in the area, who had been kept um, locked up in the area until Judge Jeffries Well, there was actually a little room there with it had cell written on it and it was a little wooden door and apparently they used to keep them there and so you had this um a staircase that sort of wound around and up into the upstairs area. And uh, in the middle of that was this long space, long drop. A long drop. A long drop. And that's where they would then hang people straight away oh. if the judge determined that this person was evil enough to be hanged. Um, and they would then leave that person hanging while everyone went and had a beer in the inn and uh, just celebrated because that's what you do back in those days. You you watch the spectacle and then you go and have a drink and something to eat. And uh, and then you cut it Dripping bodily fluids. (laughs) (laughs) So now at the Security Inn, they play on that. This is one of those amazing, beautiful places that allows and welcomes um, ghost hunters and paranormal investigators to come and spend the evening. And they actually have a rope that hangs in that spot where allegedly people were hanged back in the day um, and you can spend the night investigating. And we did. We did. They were very generous with their, they let us have a bedroom each for the same price, which was just awesome. And then there was another group that came in as well um, and booked a room. So we were all investigating. It was all good. We all hung out together. But um, we, in the, the True Hauntings podcast, we dug down into the actual history, not the uh, urban legend, so to speak. Right. And we found out there may have been some furfies. There may have been some not truths there. <laughs> or, yeah, we, we, we're not going to ruin it for everyone. No. Go have a listen to the podcast, no. Gear It In Wales. And, and the, the fascinating thing for us is even though we know the truth of some of these places, we still want to go. We still, and visit. Want to go. <laughs> we still want to go and see them because the thing is that the, the legend part and the history part is only one level. You then yes. have years and years and years of people telling these stories, which create uh, a living, breathing entity on form. its own. And so you go, no matter whether it was there or it wasn't there or whether this happened or didn't, we now have this combination of all these things that are going on. And so what energy are we going to encounter? You know, are we going to encounter the uh, the one that has been created by the living? Are we going to encounter what was there before? Or is there an in-between? Is there such a mix now that we can't tell? the truth from, um, you know, the history the creation, of the place. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow. So did you experience anything? Did you have any? We had we had a few things occur while we were doing the investigation. So we had some um, tech gear out and we had some things flash and uh, respond on demand. So when we were asking questions, we, we got some responses that way. Uh, we also know that the other people that were there who were madly taking lots and lots of photographs did get some shadow people and some weird things that were going on um, and they, they did manage to get some photographs. Um, when we were overseas the last time, we actually experienced things in the places where we weren't prepared to experience things. So because we were away for a month and we were changing accommodation every two or three days. Yep. So we were sleeping in inns mm -hmm. and hotels and places. We went to the Jamaica Inn, which is supposed to be really, really haunted as well. So we were experiencing all of these sites. And uh, we had things happen in the places that were allegedly not historically haunted rather than those that were historically haunted. So there you go. You just never know. When you're experiencing these things, uh, you said that uh, uh, some of the um, equipment would respond. Yes. That, that, would be, that would be a conscious spirit on the other side, a conscious being, right? Well, theoretically, yes. Right. Yep. Theoretically, yes. Yeah. So the, we we ask for um, what we call intelligent communication. Yes. If it's just going off randomly or um, if, like, I, I see a, a K2, an EMF meter flash, um, and it seems to be happening intermittently, what I'll do is I'll count the seconds in between to see if there is some sort of signal that is a, a constant signal and that's likely to be a man-made thing sure. and like there are some investigators who get very skilled at timing the question so it looks like the equipment is answering oh. um but we we will ask to do different things like can you flash just to the yellow color for us this time could you flash right up to the red for us and that way we get a more intelligent response, which is more hopefully something that is communicating with us directly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And is there, how do you know then, or do you know right away, like but the difference between a residual energy versus that intelligent energy, the residual being the, you know, like the energetic fingerprint or yeah. recording. Mm. What, I always just, I always describe it as like a movie playing and you can see it, you can hear it, but they can't because it's film. It's, it's not there. Yes. Um, well, they, they won't respond intelligently to you. They, they won't um, interact with the, the equipment as you're asking them to, or if you're using a spirit box, um, you might say a code word. Could you say the word elephant, please, so that I know you can truly hear me? Well, they're not going to truly hear you, so that word won't come across. So that, for me, is how I know the difference between residual and intelligent. You get an intelligent response. It can interact. Got it. Mm. And, Renata, yes. with you being um, sensitive, do you go in and do you, do you tap in? With your superpowers? Oh. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it's it's interesting. In most spaces that I, I go into, I kind of uh, will often sense whether I, I think there is something there or not very soon into sort of having to go in. And that doesn't mean there is nothing there. It just means that I'm not getting anything when I'm there. Mm -hmm. Um you know, and, and that's that's kind of, it's always really tricky because 
When places are haunted where there are living people there, like a home, um, there is already a relationship that has been created, whether those people like it or not, because they're living in the same space that the spirit is living in. And so there is going to be some sort of connection that occurs and there is going to be uh, interaction all the time. They're they're there 24 hours a day. It's their home. We walk in in a very small period of time in a window of an hour or so and we're supposed to have the spirits do everything you know, oh. that's going on just because we're there. Yeah. We're nothing special. Yeah. And we have found often that that is the quietest time. The spirits will go, hell no. Oh, <laughs> if they think we're going to perform while they're there, no way. And people will call us when we're in the car driving down the road or around the corner going, oh, it started again and we got nothing. So it's a lot of talking for us. We sit and we talk and we listen to the history and we try and gauge from that uh, what is actually going on as well as the experience we're having on a site because, like I said, we're there for a very short period of time and you you can never guarantee that something's going to happen when you are there. Has there ever been an instance for you two where the place was really active? I mean, it's really active and your fight or flight reflex kicks in and you're like, I am out of here. Have you no. ever had anything like that? No, absolutely not. We would we would buckle down, <laughs> strap in our seatbelts and go, yes, come on, <laughs> give us what you got. I, I tend to get a bit, bit on my high horse and tell them off. <laughs> yeah, I get I get bored really easily and I go, come on, guys, come on, I'm here, do something. I, I did have a friend once that uh, seemed to get jumped by someone and was sort of non-responsive and I started telling them, how dare you do this? You've got no right to do this to my friend. My friend didn't give you permission to do this. And I started telling them off and they came out. <laughs> so we've, we've worked at a local jail for the last six years. Uh, and a we, closed jail. A closed jail. <laughs> so it operated for 150 years, uh, saw over 300,000 inmates over oh. its time. Um, And now uh, we have been given permission uh, to do ghost tours there and and paranormal events. So we've been working there for over six or so years. It's one of the allegedly most haunted places in Australia called Maitland Jail. Um, And uh, we started off with one ghost tour a month. Um, Then we went to two ghost tours a month. Um, This month we're doing six. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, and uh, and so we are there consistently. And let's just say we've got friends there. We I'm have sure. people. We have, we have spirit friends that come yeah, all regulars. the time. Regulars <laughs> that come all the time, and they go, oh, "They're here." I Yay! love that. I love that. <laughs> and, and so we we know them by their nicknames. Some of them have nicknames, as you do uh, in jail, uh, which are very very funny, and they're very rude. So we have to say to people uh, for certain experiments, especially the one that Anne does, which is the Estes experiment in one of the wings, we have to warn people and say they will say naughty words and they will do that because they are funny. It's prison language. Yeah, and they they want to actually, you know, see if you're going to say them. Yeah. So, yeah. I always say to them, if you're not comfortable, just say C bomb, F bomb, you know, and but normally they're loud and proud and they just blurt it out. It's hilarious. But you've got five people on headphones going, we, you know, I'm not going to say the word, but you get the idea. Oh, yeah, it's, it's okay. You can. It's okay. It's all good. Um, 
So uh, will you explain just quickly what the Estes method is for those that might not understand that? Just yet? Right. Okay. So this is using a spirit box. And what we do is we connect um, some headphones into the spirit box and the people on the headphones become what we call receiver of the spirit message. And their only job is to call out any words that they hear or they think they hear coming through the spirit box. Now, the idea is they have headphones on, so they can't hear what's going on around them. The people um, that are standing around are asking questions. And if the people with the headphones on start to call out intelligent responses to our questions, we know that we've got some sort of interaction going with the spirit world. So we, we were very careful not to be led by the words they're saying. So if I've just said, um, can you tell me what cell number you're in? And they say horse. And I go, oh, did you have a horse? That means that the, the words are leading me. I want them to answer my questions because you can make anything into a conversation and make it sound like it's a spirit. Yeah. Um, but when you get those intelligence back and forth conversations, and we've had some that have gone on for several minutes, back and forth, answering our questions without them being able to hear the question. That is incredible. That is incredible. I love that. And the thing is that you're dealing with the public who quite often have never experienced this before. They have to be led through the process. So they're they're told how this works and why we do it. Uh, If people come in with a partner, we, we put one of them on headphones and the other is watching so that they, they can then talk back and yeah, go, report, back, report to back and you know what you said, you know that this has happened. And that's probably one of the most exciting experiences that we can give to the public at the moment. Um, and everyone just comes out of that going, oh, my goodness. Because can't I can't believe. I always say believe. to them, we can't fake that shit. No, no. <laughs> Excuse the French. You can't it's fake okay. it. No, you can't. You you can't. It's, it's yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Um. Uh, and that just sounds like a, that's like a dream trip. You know, that is an absolute dream trip. Like to, to yeah. travel the way you did every two to three days to another location and yes. all of those experiences. It, it sounds fabulous, but let me tell you, uh, traveling that way when you're getting a little bit older and there's big bags involved is agonizing. And some of the places you don't realize that um, they have stairs that you cannot climb with bags oh, yeah some of the old castles sure. you can literally just get up yourself let alone a bag especially so, my ass so i've got a big ass we, it's hard to get up those stairs. <laughs> we've learned to um really pack lightly and pack a day bag or a night bag where you just literally have uh, the essentials Oh, someone's very excited. Yeah. <laughs> where you just really pack the essentials and yep. you take that Clean diggers and pyjamas go up and everything else stays yeah, down in the car. It, you just can't. You can't. I don't know how these teams travel with 20, you know, 20 bags of um, They've got helpers. investigation equipment and everything. Right. We we just go up with whatever can go into a backpack and go, that's it, I'm done. But <laughs> we, we did something slightly different with this last trip to England and Ireland. We oh. did the naughty names of England road trip and then around those naughty names we would find locations to investigate so there are some very funny named places in uh, England and we found this map or Renata's daughter found the map and uh, it started off in a little town called Shitterton 
And we we thought, well, we're going to follow this road trip. So we tried to cram as many in as we could. And, of course, we videoed a lot of this, and it will go onto our YouTube page, which is Anne and Renata Frightfully Good. Um, and we started in Shitterton, and we drove up through Minge Lane and um, Fanny Avenue Fanny Avenue, and Licky End and um, all these, oh, what was the other one, Pennistone, which we thought was <laughs> penis stone <laughs> uh, and we we ended up we, we were corrected <laughs> <laughs> yeah on bbc radio sheffield no less <laughs> they um they heard we were in town they got us to come on and do an interview uh but um we were going to end up in a little town in the orkney islands the very top of england called um twat twat <laughs> uh but Renata doesn't do ferry boats, and it was going to cost us a bomb to fly over there. And yeah. I went, you know what? Let's 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 find another place to end. So she found a little place in uh, Northern Ireland because we flew across to Ireland, yes. and um, it's a little town called Muff. <laughs> so we ended up finishing our naughty names road trip in Muff. Yes, we did. Um, and you know, there's some fascinating places to explore in Muff. Uh, they've got a, a distillery, um, and yes. it's called the Muff Liquor Distillery. Um, so you can, you can actually get T-shirts that says, um, you know, I've been to Muff Liquor, or um, we've got T-shirts saying I love Muff, um, oh. and. They've actually got a club there that you can join. So if you love your scuba diving, you can join the Muff Divers Club, um, which I wish I'd known about at the time because oh. I, I would have signed up for that. And this but is absolutely 100% true. This is all it real. It is absolutely glorious. And this was just such a hoot. We we love doing this. And the whole thing about Muff is that there's not much there's of Muff. Nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing much of Muff. There's a fantastic ice cream yes. place uh, where you can buy absolutely delicious ice cream and about nothing else. And so we've headed into Muff going, there's got to be a T-shirt here somewhere. There, there has to be. And so we we could not leave because it took us about two hours to get there um, to um, get a T-shirt before we left, which we we, we did. did. We got ripped off for that T-shirt. Yeah, we did. Just say, we paid way too much money. I, because we were, I couldn't understand a word he was saying. <laughs> I have no idea. We were happy to pay it. We were happy to pay it just to have this T-shirt. Yeah. And I, I had it on the other day because we we do our um, like regular shows and lives that we do on Anna Renata, and um, I'd, I'd had it on, and I had to race down to the uh, supermarket here to buy some groceries. I forgot I had it on, and it's like I love muff all across, but it's a little county Donegal underneath it. But I was getting the weirdest looks, I'm sure, and little little sly smiles, and I'm going, oh no, I've got the t-shirt on. <laughs> Yes, Newcastle is not the place to wear T-shirts. No, 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 we're very bogus. <laughs> oh dear! Oh, yeah, you we, guys. We try. We we really try and make things um, fun because really? that's who we are. We, we, <laughs> we, In case you haven't noticed, we, we we like to have a laugh, um, and we have some of the most beautiful people that follow us that um, understand our our way of thinking, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so we we laugh. We laugh all the way through things. Mm. I love that. Maybe that's maybe that's why we don't don't really attract the, the demons. Yeah. They go, oh no, hey. not those two. Too much energy. energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would we would just laugh at them and go, you think you're funny. Is that Here all you go. got? Is that, Is that all you got? got? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yep, that's true. <laughs> um, okay, you guys, uh, we're we're getting close to our hour. This has gone so fast. So um I want to talk a little bit more about your haunted podcast, the true mm-hmm. haunting, and this and uh your other podcasts, uh the spooky Sundays. Is spooky that it? Sundays, yes. Okay, so yeah, yeah, tell everybody about that and where to find you. So we have a podcast. We're coming up to our 100th episode um, before the end of the year, and this is something we are extremely proud of. Uh, When we started this, we had no idea how to do a podcast and were thrown into it um, just with uh, three things. uh, Do a beginning, a middle, and an end. (laughs) Off you go. Uh, and so we we worked our way through it and uh, we've kind of developed our style. We are very, very proud of the True Hauntings podcast. Uh, we have an episode that comes out every Friday, Sydney time, Sydney, Australia time. Uh, in the morning, uh, it is available on Spotify, iTunes, um, and everywhere good podcasts can be listened to. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also, because we do a radio show here locally in Newcastle, um, We uh, do a show called Spooky Sundays. It was originally just going to be part of the radio show for Newcastle Live Radio, which is a a radio station here in Newcastle. But uh, they decided to actually release that as episodes, weekly episodes as well. So we are now coming up to our one-year anniversary um, or our first birthday in about two weeks' time, and uh, we are going to be celebrating as well. And uh, if, if... True Hauntings podcast, um, and I do have to say to people who yes. are going warning. to be we tuning give you a warning. in, there is a warning. Please do not drive while you are listening because there are some parts of it that um, you will hysterically be laughing and you will need to pull over or you will have a car accident <laughs> because... <laughs> We we yeah we we take we go off into yeah. different areas really. I'm, I'm a little to. bit naughty and I make Renata wheeze and she can't breathe. <laughs> so spooky <laughs> spooky Sundays is even worse. Yeah, I just want to. Yeah, we're say, naughtier so. on spooky Sundays. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to subscribe. I can't wait. <laughs> Uh, so, yes, we would love more subscribers on both of those. That would be awesome, mm-hmm. uh, especially people from um, America. Uh, we, You are our second largest audience, so we are forever grateful oh, to everyone that is listening to True Hauntings at the moment. And, and we're, we're just about to hit the quarter of a million downloads in 18 months, so Ooh. we're pretty stoked yeah, on that. Congratulations. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and talk a little bit about frightfully good. Now I have seen this on on YouTube, and you guys are just a riot. They're very naughty. <laughs> <laughs> we we we've decided to age disgracefully. Um, so what we're doing is look. First off, people, please be aware we're doing our best to edit things. At one stage, we did have some managers that came on, and they did some very professional-looking clips and videos. It was yeah, fabulous, really good, yeah. and then Rona hit, and they basically went under. So we've we've got these beautiful clips that they've produced, and now we've got the stuff that Renata and I are trying to crack out, which is just ever so slightly amateurish. We've got Steve, which has come on board. He's 
he's come on board to help us out. But we're putting up some of our adventures um, uh, in various states of New South Wales or uh, throughout Australia and also internationally. And um, you can see the mischief and the shenanigans we get up to. Um, there's a little bit of ghost hunting in there, but it's more about the journey, not the destination. Um, and the fact that things don't always work out and the fact that you can go to places and it's it's a it's a poop hole or you know <laughs> it's so far away from places and you can't get food and and all of these things that go wrong which is the honest truth of yeah. these things yeah. people make these things look so glossy and wonderful yeah. and but- sometimes they're just crap <laughs> absolute rubbish <Yeah>. so <laughs> Yeah, and and when we're travelling in the car, I think that's when the the funniest things happen because uh, we just talk crap to each other and uh, we've tried to capture some of that so that our people can enjoy our journey. That's the best. Yeah, so we do welcome everyone to our YouTube um, and you will see the really professional bits because they've got the most hits. Although and we've got somebody who's offered to do our England stuff for us yeah, and so they're professional. Yeah, They'll do coming. a good job. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. Are you talking about the trip, that big trip you were on? Yeah, the yes, one, the we, one we, we did in April, yeah. <laughs> now, oh. we are hoping to come to America next year. Oh, we'd love uh, to come this year, but I just don't know whether timing's going to allow yeah. it. Um, so watch out, everyone, and if there are uh, any places that you would like to see two uh, lovely Australian uh, ladies come and ladies? visit. Ladies? Uh, bags. Ladies. <laughs> we we uh, call agents of, agents of the Antichrist the other day. <laughs> 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 and what was the other one we got called last night? Uh, Elderly lesbians. We were called elderly lesbians. <laughs> Which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being elderly lesbians. We're just not. <laughs> not so we're getting real. T-shirts. Not for real, right? It is, is for real. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. We had, uh, uh, oh, this is the thing, when we do our lives, if people, if we get trolls on, the trolls never win. They give up and go away. Um, so we had someone called Tarot Destroyer come on and they were quoting the Bible at us and we're going, yeah, we agree with you. That's fabulous. But, you know, whatever your beliefs is. And anyway, we'd make fun of it. And then somebody came on and said, you think you won against the Tarot Destroyer, but you didn't because they managed to distract you. And I was going, yeah, because um, they were funny. We were having a good laugh with them. If you haven't seen our shows before, you obviously haven't worked out. We're all about the humour and having a laugh and bringing joy back to life. And um, they called us elderly lesbians. <laughs> so we got T-shirts being made up for our next show, which is elderly lesbians, um, agents of the Antichrist. Uh, it'll be great. <laughs> brilliant. That is brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I know. So it's always like that. I know. Everyone needs a lie down oh. after us. <laughs> oh, my God. So your last uh, your last piece that I know that you want to talk about, tell everybody about your, your teaching, your, your psychic development, your classes. Yes. So we have a psychic development class that's going at the moment. Yes, believe it. We actually do teach. Amazing. <laughs> Um, But uh, this, uh, we did a uh, free one-hour workshop, which is up on our YouTube channel at Anne and Renata, uh, and you can absolutely go and see that. But we are offering a three-week course coming up in August, uh, the first Monday, the second Monday, the third Monday of the month. Um, That's that's Sydney Australia time. Sydney Australia time. But, I mean, if you pay, you can watch the replay at any time um, that you wish. And uh, we are doing an early bird um 
pricing of just 40 Australian dollars uh, to be part of that. Um, and we would love people to come on in and check out uh, what we do. Um, please go and watch the free one first, see if you like the way we present things, and then jump on in and be part of our psychic development class. Where do they go to watch that free one? Um, on Anne and Renata, uh, Frightfully Good on YouTube. Absolutely. Got it. Okay. And uh, and we'll have details on how you can uh, join in on the class if you so wish. Excellent. So this has probably been the funnest <laughs> podcast <laughs> that I have done. I mean, that I've hosted oh. and or um, been on. I mean, my goodness, you too. Thank uh, you. That gives oh, us, thank you. That, that gives us the greatest amount of joy. Uh, it really does. It's it really just, does. I, I just want to reach the screen and give you hugs. I mean, <laughs> I think I peed my pants a little bit. <laughs> oh, wait till you listen to True Hauntings. Oh, I, I can't wait. <laughs> Even Patrick is hooked on True Hauntings. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Patrick is, then I will be for sure. <laughs> oh, you two. Thank you so much for being here. I do want you to come back again because this has just been a highlight for me. So. Absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> okay, ladies. Oh my gosh. This has been the best <laughs> hour of my month. So I just said, uh, yeah, thank you so much for everything. Oh, thank oh, you. Thank you so much. Thanks for letting us rattle on. Thank you <laughs> so much. So appreciated. Thank you again for listening to the Something Super Spiritual Podcast. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend. For show notes, links, and to purchase a mediumship reading, my website is somethingsuperspiritual.com. You can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app, sign up for my newsletter for bonus content, and to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. Signing off for now, namaste. Namaste.